This gospel message is brought to you by the redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing Word of God. Shall we be in Jesus' name? We are all welcome once again in Jesus' name. Hopefully in the next few minutes we'll go through this and then if the Lord asks us to do some other thing, we will do it. Um, the word of exhortation that we'll be sharing this afternoon is titled, Favor the Heart of Fruitfulness. Favor the Heart of Fruitfulness. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6. 1 Corinthians Chapter 3, verse 6, he said, I planted, that was Paul writing, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. When Paul planted and Apollos watered and God gave the increase, what will you have? Fruits. Fruits. So, I planted Apollos, and by the special grace of God, Apollos um, watered, but God gave the increase. By the special grace of God, the month of, of October, the Lord has encouraged us to believe him for fruitfulness. Amen. And since the beginning of the month, we've been trusting and believing him. And we know it's not a, a one-month thing, it's a lifelong thing. God, God just gave us the opportunity to pray to our future and for our future by consecrating and dedicating the month of October for the purpose of trusting him for fruitfulness for the rest of our lives. Because I know for the rest of our lives, in all the areas we have previously mentioned, we shall be fruitful. In bringing converse to you, we shall be fruitful. In our characters, we shall be fruitful. Even in our conversation, we shall be fruitful. Finances will be fruitful. In your career, you'll be fruitful. And, you know, one of the ways that we listed all those areas so that you can be taking them off and said, I've got 20% here. Lord, by the end of this month, I'm already 90% there. Yeah. You know, I said, this one, I had always been 60% there. Now I can almost be talking of 100% there. That's what the Lord is saying unto us. And, of course, the Lord is then transitioning us from the month of fruitfulness into the month of favor. And so it all joins together. And for the first time, and this last three months, is this the last three months of the year? Oh, no. Ah, uh-uh. no, 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 no. What month are we now? What month are we now? After October, after November, and then at December 31, that is the end of the... So how many months to the end of the year now? What month are we now? Fountain of Law, Redeemed Christian Church of God. You shall not spend 30 minutes describing whether it's two or three. Will you all please agree with me whether you like it or not? These, we are now in the last three months of the year. We are in the last three months of the year. If you, if you, if you don't agree, shout hallelujah. Let there be no hallelujah for that one. If you agree, shout hallelujah there. All right, so we are all on the same page. Now, in these last three months of the year, the Lord is now putting a package together for us. And for the first time, he's given us, I believe, in my heart, that even the theme for December, and that is mind-blowing for me. So we are moving from the month, he said, concentrate on fruitfulness. 
And then go to the month of favor because favor, we need to continually work on the inside and all around you so that you may remain fruitful. And then it said by the time you enter to December, it shall be called your month of settlement. And believe you me, believe you me, I was tempted to hold back to myself. I said, no, why hold that back? Because you are waiting for that. Because you are expectant of that. And I'm talking of settlement at my near 60. If God settles me for the next 30 years, I'm sorted. I mean, if you sort this December, I say, son, this is the path you are going, you are settled. I mean, it is sorted. And so, by the special grace, that's going to be the trend. But today, the Lord wants just to open our eyes a little bit more into connecting this issue of favor with fruitfulness. Amen? And where we read, he said, I planted and Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. And I discover that right in the heart of fruitfulness is favor. It is what keeps fruitfulness to happen. And so, I also discovered there are a few things which I quickly enumerate for you that are evidence of lack of fruitfulness. So that when we see it in our lives, or you see in the life of people that are around you, that are working against you, we know God is on your side. Number one, much effort we go in and little result we come out. I call them the five evidence of lack of favor. So people that don't love you, unfortunately, God will correct them by seeing them laboring and getting nothing. But for you, you will put in a little and you will get much. And peradventure, because of the attack and the restriction of the enemy upon your life and my life, we are in a condition that is called toil all night. Luke chapter 5 verse 5. Luke chapter 5, verse 5. Jesus Christ, our Lord, was with the disciples. But Simon answered and said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night. It's not bad if you have toiled all night. And by the crack of dawn, you are sworn by the results. It's no problem toiling all night. There's no problem toiling all night. That you wake up in the morning, your, your dove, you, you know, the front... The, the, your, your driveway is filled as it were, spiritually speaking, with people coming to come and join in your harvest. It's, it's okay to toil all night. And by the time you rise up in the morning, you are barely able to come out of your bed because blessing on this side, blessing on that side. The one from, from your children's room is flowing right onto your front door. The one from your front door is flowing there. It's right to toil all night. But when you have a person has toiled all night and uh, caught not a little. And caught nothing. Believe you me. It's something that only Jesus can step in and correct. And so if I am there, the Lord is saying, because of his touch, because, because favor is grace. And he said that the law came by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. So anywhere Jesus is, two things must happen there. Grace must be there. Favor must be there. But Jesus is in you. And that's why that favor will begin to manifest. So that's number one that we need to look out for and be very careful that it does not operate in our life. Number two, evidence of lack of favor. Frustration will be common. Frustration will be common. In Daniel chapter 6, beginning from verse 1, Daniel chapter 6 verse 1, there was a story of a particular, you know, man called Daniel there. The man was doing very well. He was enjoying favor. And when I talk of favor that will bring fruitfulness, prepare for opposition. It comes to the terrain. 
It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 satraps. Satraps are like major governors because that was the superpower in those days. They estimated that that area covered possibly, you know, about the size of the old Soviet Union and a little part of India with it. Huge area. And verse 2. 120 people, not just 120 men, 120 governors. Over these three governors of whom Daniel was one. So he's like a super governor. So over all the satraps which are the governor, because that's their level, then you have the super governors. And Daniel was one that the satrap might give account to him so that the king will suffer no loss. Verse 3, quickly. And this Daniel distinguished himself even above the governor. Did you see the hierarchies now? You have the 120 satraps, you remember? Then you have three governors over there. And over the three governors, who was there? And because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king gave thought to set him over the whole realm. Verse 4. So the governors and satraps sought to find charge. Satra, what is your problem? You are below him. I mean, I understand the governors. But you see, the problem, when people are jealous and envious, it becomes unreasonable at times. Because you keep wondering. Somebody that is three levels are below you at work. You are not, he's not start saying that, why are you there? Okay, I understand my contemporary that they promoted me over you. I mean, you are not close. But you see, when the spirit of envy and jealousy comes in, it is unreasonable. Then you start seeing people fighting over what they are not even entitled to at all. But favor always will bring frustration in the heart of those that don't have it. And if one, and so if I am the one that I'm not having it as a child of God, the Lord will change that. The Lord will change that. So that it's not just be testimony all around you. And I'm sure in my heart by the name that's above all names. As long as we continue to follow instruction the Lord has given us as a people, there will be no one left out of any blessing that is happening here. And why, why, am I, why, am I, why am I being restricted? Why am I? Because that's the way God works. He just gets a cohort of people. He gets a group of people, blesses them, and uses them as a sample for the rest of the world. Use them as a sample for their community. It's not because there's any special about you. And any location you can choose to sell, because it comes at a price anyway. And so any, any location, so you may, you are hearing this. Maybe you are hearing it remotely, and you say, well, I'm arrogant. No, we're not arrogant. We're only saying that that's the way God works. When he picked Israel out, it's not because Israel was special. Israel, I have an assignment for you. I'm going to be very partial towards you as we look. I'll give you things that I've not given others. I'll give you laws that nobody else has. I'll give you, you know, to conquer a superpower when you are just a, a band of ragtag, you know, army as it were. He said, but I a purpose for it. So that they will find that how is it that this small boy is able to conquer this giant? Then they will say there must have been a God behind him. And when they discover that God behind him, people will then be drawn to that God. Is it clear now? So that's the full loop. So when I say the Lord is bringing blessing upon each and every one of you, it's so that the world will find out what is it amongst them. What is going on? He said, he said, he said if our rock, you know, um, where it says that um, you know, our rock is greater than their rock, that one will conquer uh, a thousand and two will conquer ten thousand. He said, how is this be? If not that their rock... As forsaking them. If you flip it around, if not, that their rock is with them. That's why the little can overcome the big. So I'm assuring you right now, church, God is releasing his favor upon us. Amen. And frustration will be alien unto us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Number three, 
evidence, and I move quickly now. Resentment and antagonism will not be far away. And I'm not spending time on that. Joseph and his brothers was very clear in Genesis 37 verses 3 and 4. Genesis chapter 7, 37 verses 3 and 4. Resentment and antagonism will not be far away. Now Israel loved, excuse me, now Israel loved um, Joseph more than all his, all his children, amen? Because he was the son of his old age. Also, he made him a tunic of many colors. Verse 4. But when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him. When their father saw that that Joseph was favored more than them, they hated him. One more time, be prepared to attract hatred. If you are not prepared, this favor thing is not going to happen. The Lord revealed unto me very graphically this past week when I was having a private time with me, I showed that I never knew it was still an ongoing issue with me or with this particular group of people here. It was so graphic when I saw an open display of hatred when the Lord revealed it unto me. And the Lord, I said, that is the reason why, boy, you must keep yourself deeper in him. Because you are toast if you make a mistake. There are vultures outside there. There are people outside there waiting just, and I'm not talking about myself. If you are a person of favor, believe you me, the same thing is the plan of the enemy against you. But it will not have its way. Yes. Number four. Inexplicable failure will be experienced. It's a funny story in First Kings chapter 20, 13 to 25. I just tell you the story. There were two kings there. <laughs> inexplicable failure, inexplicable failure. You know, those failures that you say, I don't know, that I, I can't find any reason why this thing didn't work out. There were these two kings here. One was the king of Samaria, Ahab, and that was the king of Syria, Ben-Hadad. So they went to battle together. Anyway, the smaller one definitely is the Samarian one, which who was Ahab. Despite all these issues, God had mercy on him, sent a prophet to him, and said, go to conquer Ben-Hadad. And so they went to battle. They finished them off. When they finished them off, Ben-Hadad ran away and went and recouped. Do you know what Ben-Hadad said? He said, you defeated us because your God is a God of the hills. And that last battle, we fought it on the, fought it on the hill. This next one, we'll go and fight it on the plain ground. There are people outside there who are trying to explain away your success. And they will try and explain it away. It's because of that advantage. You will in inexplicable success is the flip side of inexplicable failure. And God is saying that he will give us inexplicable, in, inexplicable success. And so we will move from the position of inexplicable failure to the position because Ben Haddad failed and he could not understand why. He have succeeded and he himself could not understand why. And so there is inexplicable circumstance. On both sides. And the difference was nothing but favor. God decided to favor the weaker. And the weaker was able to slaughter the bigger. And anyway, by the time we got to the time they then went for that battle. And they fought it in the plain. Guess what the result was? Fantastic. He defeated him. More than defeated him before. And one of those, he said one day. Believe you me, they were not talking of cattle. 100,000 people were slaughtered. Of the enemy. 
When you read those things in the Bible, try and conceptualize them. Are you understand what I'm saying? And stop, just don't, don't glib over them. It's, it's not, and I don't want to be too graphic, but you can imagine even disposing of those bodies. 100,000 by a group in that test, they said about 1,000 soldiers. How did they do it? Because favor of God was resting upon them. Hallelujah. All right? Because of our time, very quickly, one more. I said sustained unjust criticism and rejection will raise their heads when a person is not enjoying favor. I call it sustained unjust criticism. Many of us, people are always putting us down. Even if you put in your best. And some are even afraid of going to work on Monday because you are waiting for a put down. And it becomes sustained. Remember I said that it will be criticism, but it's not going to be sustained. If you have favor, definitely people will not like you. But they are not liking you, will not change anything. Uh-huh. But if it is able to be sustained, you know when you are in a law court, lawyers, and I think they do it much in America, you say, objection, isn't it? Objection, my Lord. What will the judge say? Sustained. Or overruled. So when the enemy, you see you doing well, criticizing, you, you know, you are moving on. And he says, objection. And the heaven is able to sustain that objection against the person. Then, you know, the person is lacking favor. Overruled is what we want to hear. And every objection, every criticism, every unjust plan of the enemy against our lives shall be overruled in Jesus' name. I quickly give you a very quick case study of a particular person. Of all the characters in the Bible, I'm just enjoying him more. Now, I'm understanding him more. I'm starting to appreciate him more. I used to love David. I still love David. King David, fantastic man, young man, a worship leader, a great guy, you know. But I think I've started loving Joseph a little bit more. And so we talk a little bit about Joseph this afternoon. One thing about Joseph was that Joseph became great when he was a young boy. In Genesis chapter 37, verse 2, Joseph was only 17 years old. And listen carefully to me, everyone here, especially, I want to, oh God, do I have the time to do this one? I want to start encouraging you to redirect all this our children. Are you hearing me? From about age 10, begin to put inside them that there's a seed of leadership in them. It's a very, very important thing. They are never too young to recognize that. Children nowadays, they naturally fall to the group of just following. They will see something good, they will follow. And they can't understand why you are telling them that don't just be a follower, start something yourself. I've been having that argument, believe you me, I I hope I will continue to have it as I go around and start talking to children. They would rather, and they know what is good. I'm not talking about sinful things now. They know what is good, but they rather just want to follow. And I'm challenging young people now, and I'm passing that message on to you. Go and do it. The man that gave you Facebook, and by any means, if you don't want to celebrate that he was successful, I will tell you one reason why you can tell him he was successful. He made me to do Facebook. <laughs> ah. I mean, the moment I saw my, I sat down, I said, I'm doing Facebook. You made me. I mean, there are many things I've resisted. It must, it, there must be greatness in that guy. <laughs> I even think I did Facebook this morning. I won't look at the dash. I did Facebook. Hallelujah. You know when that guy discovered Facebook? You know his age, anybody? He was 20 years old. Zuckerberg is just 32 now. 
and Facebook started in 2004, and that's uh, 12 from 32, 20 years old. Forget about the wealth that you have, 56 billion. Thank God for that. Maybe when I have it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, half of it I will just give away anyway, but a million is enough. I mean, what I will eat and dress. I mean, anyway, that's story for another day. I know the money I'm talking about now, the influence of that guy. The ability that, and, and if I'm standing here, that's, a, that's kudos to him. That I'm compelled to see that this instrument that he brought onto us, we cannot ignore it anymore. There's nothing we can, we can, you know, whatever it is, the error that might be there, we still need to embrace it and use it. And that's a young boy that came up with that. Your son, your daughters, we come up with that. So see the leadership in them. And it's your duty to go back and begin to instill that. That's what I saw in Joseph. And so, I can, because he was the first global figure that I saw in the Bible. Every other one, they were local, local champion. He was the first global figure. Because he left his country. He, <laughs> what's wrong with local champion? It's good to be local champion. Cha- championship starts somewhere. So what's, what's the matter? I'm still a local champion by all standards. I'm still a local champion. Am I a local champion self? I'm still a local man anyway. What I, remove the champion for now. I said that I'm champion in Jesus Christ. Anyway, the long and short of it was I was the first global man. I will tell you a few things about him, and then we'll wrap up and pray. Hallelujah. This guy. And for you that you said that you're above 17, and believe you me, everyone in this room, apparently you're above 17. Don't give up yet, because God has not finished with you yet. And so where I'm going with this is that we have this boy, Joseph, who was an epitome of this change that we are talking about. It was an epitome of connecting, using favor into the place of fruitfulness. Now, I want you to turn with me first of all, because of our time, I will need to rush through the rest now, into Genesis chapter 49. Let me look for the exact verse I need there. Now, Genesis 49, please put verse 1 on the screen for me. I, want, I just wanted to see this one quickly, and I'll just quickly you know, rabbit through the rest. Um, and Jacob called his sons and said, gather together that I may tell you what shall befall you in the last days. Verse 2, please. And gather together and hear you sons of Jacob and listen to Israel, your father. Okay? Many of you have conversed with that passage. Jacob was telling his children what their end will be. Verse 22, 20, 21, 22, where I'm going. Just to know the trail, to give you the background. Verse 21 first. It's 21 first, please. He said, Naphtali is a deer let loose. He started from Reuben, he went on to Simeon, to Levi, to Judah, and he went down like that in order, in the order they were born. And then he said, Naphtali is a deer let loose. He uses beautiful words. That's what he said about Naphtali, okay? Naphtali is one of the children of the, of the, uh, of the concubines, that, that, you know, the second wives or the third wives or whatever. Then verse 22 uh, now. He then started talking to Joseph. Here, Joseph. Joseph is a fruitful bough. A fruitful bough by a well. His branches run over the wall. 23. The archers have bitterly gripped him, shot at him, and hated him. You remember what I said before? You will see the reason why they shot at him now. Not just because of the fruitful bough. Number 24. But his bow remained in strength. And the arms of his hands were made strong by the hands of the mighty God of Jacob. From there is the shepherd, the stone of Israel. 25. 
What a blessing. By the God of your father. Oh, you need to go, and go back and read this one. Who will help you? And by the Almighty, who will bless you? With blessings of heaven above. Blessings of the deep that lies beneath. Blessings of the breast and of the womb. Verse 27, 26. The blessings of your father have excelled the blessings of my sister. Ah, it's too much. Now, he said, he said, the blessings of your father, that is, the blessings of I, Jacob, blessing you, is greater than all the blessings of your ancestors. And your ancestors started from Abraham to Isaac unto him. He said, add up all the blessings that Abraham gave Isaac, that Isaac gave Jacob. Add them together, including the one that Esau got a little bit of. Including some that even Ishmael got. He said, and all, even the children that, um, um, uh, including Midian, that uh, Keturah gave back to, all the other children. He said, all those blessings, add them together. He said, the blessing of your father Jacob to you excelled all the blessings of my ancestors up to the utmost bound of the everlasting hills. What was the position of this boy that was getting this? He was not the firstborn. He was not Judah, who was supposed to be the one from who the Savior will come from. Go and study Joseph. What is in this boy's life? They shall be on the head of Joseph. All those blessings. Everything rolled together. They shall be on his head. And on the crown of the head of him, who was separate from his brothers. Come on. Come on. That was Joseph. But remember verse 22 again. My wonderful folks walking upstairs. Verse 22 again. What did we start with? Joseph is a bow, a fruitful bow by reward. I call it the five favors plus one. I will tell you the plus one later of Joseph. I'll run you through them now. They are all written in scripture. Those five favors that operated in his life gave us verse 22. And all the subsequent verses that were there. Please be very covetous of blessing. I'm not talking of what other people have. Be covetous of God blessing you. Now, covetous may look like a lot. Be desirous. Seek it. Desperately look for it. And so, that was the situation with this young man here. But I'll tell you quickly. We'll run through that. What I call the fivefold favor of Joseph. Which must also be the fivefold favor of Christ. Of everyone in here. Oh, mention your own name. You're going to enjoy those fivefold favors. The fivefold favor. The fivefold favor. Before I start, the fivefold favor, they are all relational. And if you were listening very carefully and you are observing when you are, if you are here on Friday, hallelujah, somebody. Are you still in this room with me? If you are here on Friday, the man of God gave us a very good teaching on favor. Oh, it's nothing to add, to be honest with you. It started by spiritual favor, um, favor, isn't it? Physical favor, isn't it? Um, mental favor, emotional favor. And number five, that is the one that I'm going to break to five. Emotional favor, there are five-fold aspects of emotional favor. And listen carefully to this aspect of this message. And as I'm mentioning them, cry unto God. 
that they will begin to manifest in your life. If this room is too warm, bring the temperature down. Let everybody stay alert at this moment. And if it's still too warm, blow very cold air on everybody's head. Very cold. Make it very cold. Chill. Hallelujah. I love you anyhow. I know. Number one, Genesis chapter 37. Genesis 37. I want you to be alert, my beloved brothers and sisters and friends. Read verse 3 for me. We'll read it together. Now, let's go. Want to go. Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age. Also, he made a tunic of many colors. Number one, relational favor you need in your life to be fruitful is called parental favor. You need parental favor. Let it not be that any of your siblings will be loved more than you. At the very minimum, and parents, is easy. At least everybody must be loved the same. I cannot, whatever is in my head that will make me to be loved less than anybody in this family. And it's no point moaning and complaining. It's God that puts in the heart of people to love. It's God that stirred the hearts of people up to love. And sometimes God has stirred people to resent and hate. Of course, the devil has his hand in it. So this guy enjoyed parental favor. Physical or biological parental favor. Also, there's spiritual parental favor. That God will move the heart. And as I was praying, the conclusion of the word, when I shook your hand, is that the Lord said, that hand that I shook, there's a, a, a passing of a blessed, is all that the Lord said, I should tell you. I don't know why, he just, you know, was worshipping, I resisted that, whatever. I hope you come back and tell your testimony. But believe the word of the God and you shall prosper. So God can move. God has done it before. Does not need to be physically like this. God will put it in the heart of those that are spiritual parents unto you. You wake up in the middle of the night, just bring your face unto me. And I couldn't sleep. I tried to sleep. You just see your face again, your face again. That's God's favor. That's God's favor. And that's what Jesus Christ enjoyed. Because he tells us in, in the book of uh, Matthew chapter 13, verse 27. He said, the voice came from heaven that what? This is my son in whom I am. His father loved him. His father favored him. Let it not be said, for any reason whatsoever, that you don't enjoy parental favor. And please don't go on about, eh, my mother is that, eh, my father is this. Forget about it. Whatever they Because it tells me also in the book of Ephesians chapter 6, I think, when it says, honor your father and your mother, that your day, it says the first commandment with a promise, that your days may be long on the surface of the earth the Lord your God has put you. You must seek that. You must pray for it. You cannot afford to let your parents to be opposed unto you. In respect of who they are. They may be drug addicts, they may be dead. Even may be dead. You need to make right. One of the things I believe God helped me with and I enjoyed was that being the last man, I'm supposed to enjoy a lot of things and I have every grant to be bitter. By the time, you know, I was growing up, they, they have grown and they have retired and they are no longer in their strength. And all that my older ones enjoyed, I couldn't enjoy it anymore. And, but in the midst of it, I served. I served to the extent that as a young 17-year-old, I was by the bedside of my father when he died. 
And no order that was the ground, they've left home. I was left alone, 17 year old boy. I slept alone in the house that night, terrified. Not knowing what to do next. Next morning, 4 a.m., I walked to the, uh, to, the, to the motor park to go and get the first whatever leaves town to Lagos because that's where the older ones were. In those days, 1974, you know, the mobile phone, in the, it was iPhone zero at that time. <laughs> that, that's just no way. And in, eh? Mommy was not home, I swear, sir. Mommy, there are other issues in the family that mommy was taking care of. They were not separated, they were together. Thank you for that question. At least you are following my story. So. <laughs> Intelligent questions means you are following the story. <laughs> but in it all, I never had an opposed against that man. And even towards the end of his life, he called me, shared some things with me that I don't think any of my siblings knew. And I believe that some, for some miraculous, inexplicable reason, I enjoyed favor, parental favor. Enjoyed parental favor. I may not, if we scale it, especially with my mom, I may not be the number one. It does not matter. But I definitely knew I was not hated. Knew. And I did all I could to make sure that I do my duty. Do your duty towards your parents. Do your duty towards your parents. If they are still alive, if they are dead, ask. He asked that God will lead you onto anybody in their bloodline that you can connect to. They may have younger brother. They may have nephews. You don't need to tell them why you are doing it. And if you are from society where they're very suspicious that they tell you you want to kill them, just tell them, I'm just, I'm just blessing you. Don't worry yourself. Because even to do good is trouble, some problems sometimes. You say, why is he bringing money? He wants to use the money to suck my money. I say, we don't have anything. That's not it to suck. Because there are people, they say, you give them money. So we put it, we miss it to your money, your money will go. There was a very rich man in Nigeria. Very, very rich. He said the kind of money he had. He said there's something that they call that will make your money to go quickly. He said he cannot make his money to go. Some of you understood what I was saying. Number one, parental favor. Hallelujah. So begin to cry your heart. Because once you have you, will be fruitful. Number two. Go with me to Genesis 37, verses 19 to 22. Genesis 37, 19 to 22. Then she said to one another, then they said to one another, look, this dreamer is coming. Amen. <laughs> Come therefore. You know, you know the rest of the story up to here. From verse 2, they started hating him, you know. And so they went to the field one. And he was not a very clever guy. What was he 17 years? Come on, cut him some slack a little bit, man. I mean, the mistake that guy made at 17, some of us are still making it at 40 now. I mean, he, he was blessed and he was blabbing his mouth. He didn't know what to contain. It's common. So anyway, he got himself into greater trouble. So he was having dreams. You know, the father loved him first, and on top of that, you know the rest of the story, do you? Yes. All right, so let me go to where I need. Do we know the story? Yes. All right, so I don't spend time. Do we know the story? Yes. So those that don't talk, they don't know the story. If you don't, you go and read it. Since you are not even talking, you didn't say no. Come therefore, let us now kill him and cast him into some pit. And we shall say, some wild beast has devoured him. We shall see what will become of his dreams. Ah, human beings. Next verse. But Reuben, everybody say, but Reuben. Had it. And he delivered him out of their hands and said, let us not kill him. 
he suddenly enjoyed favor. I called that F2. I titled them F1. It's been in my Bible. I did that study many years back. The Lord just asked me to go back to it. That's F2. We call that one fraternal favor. Brotherhood. Or if he's going to be sister, the right word will be sororal. Fraternal slash sororal favor. It serves no good if all your siblings are hating you. Irrespective of say, I don't care. You must care. And they are constantly working against you. If a man's way pleases the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. And if they are stubborn, God will put you in a position where they will be so dependent upon you and they will need to follow you. Because you may not be able to change your mind. Then God will change circumstances so that they will have no choice. Some of us have enjoyed that. Supposed to be trampled upon, but God, in some circumstances, some, you know, a certain family situation, God cornered people. And they had to look up unto me. Now they are writing wonderful things about me. There's nobody like, like you know, they call my name. 20 years ago, you are not saying that. But God has said that whether my brothers and sisters like it or not, they will favor me. And so you must seek that as well. Is that clear? Fratana or? Very good. Good class. Number three. And that's F3. Remember, Formula One is the, it's about the, one of the major ones, isn't it? Genesis 39 verses 2 to 4. We're going for 5 plus 1. Now, because I'm not going to minister or pray after this one, be praying as I'm going. Are you listening to what I'm saying, brethren? We know that we're in the presence of the Lord. His presence is here. The Holy Spirit is moving in this room and is breaking yokes, setting people free. He's translating you from the old position to the new. In Genesis 39, verse 2, the Lord was with Joseph and he was a successful man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptians. Verse 3, please. And his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. So Joseph, together we say it. Since the rest were already when we are saying it. Okay, together we say Joseph. Okay, now you're not going to put your, your, your name there. Chris found favor. He found favor in his sight, in the sight of his master, and served him. Then he made him overseer of his house, and all that he had, he put under his authority. I call that one. He, the, the, the master was his principal. The principal is the person that is ahead of you, a principal. And that's why you have principal security, because that's why I call it a principal favor. Your employer, your editor department, even where you are doing volunteering work. People that God has placed for you, they must favor you. It's no point grumbling. They always bypass me. And it's time for, there was a time that I said that I rested in the Lord. Somebody asked me, even within my own church system, that have I done wrong to anybody? And I searched myself. I said, why am I not trying to face it? I was laboring. It was as if I was just forgotten. The, the, the Lord con- consoled me. The Lord spoke unto me. Of course, that changed. God announced me in himself. Not because I read anything. Because, you know, I mean, we... Ah, hallelujah. You will find principal favor. Yeah. Uh, you will find principal favor. All right. How many have we said? 
Number four, go to Genesis 39, verses 20 and 21. Genesis 39, 20 and 21. Then Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, a place where the king's prisoners were confined. And he was there in the prison. 21. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy. And he gave him in the sight of the keeper of the prison. I call that one judicial favor. Judicial favor. Judicial favor, home office. Judicial, judicial favor, traffic offense. Judicial favor, unpaid uh, fine. You need it. That they will commute sentences that are supposed to go against you. Haven't you had testimonies here before? That people gone to court, their accuser was the one that eventually got accused. The one that's supposed to be on the line was the one well, that's the one that's now made to be prosecuted the other one. Judicial favor. Your life must not be that, Lord, we are going to this court now. Please, just let them reduce the sentence. They should cancel it. Just reduce the fine. Why should, they, why should you be fined? The, the, the greatest offense you've committed, you'll be forgiven already. It's your sin. It's your unbelief. It's not having Jesus. There's nothing I can do to anybody now that is greater than what Jesus has forgiven. And he rules in the affairs of men. He can cancel case. He cancels cases. So if you are in here, begin to pray that you have judicial favor. It's a relational thing. People will not sleep at night until they settle your case. Because there's no one that has a court case that will be fruitful. You'll be thinking it, sleeping it, waking it. There's no one who knows the case is hanging upon your neck. That's why sometimes we just clear it, isn't it? You have some silly fine somewhere, it's just trouble. I say, just let it, because you know it's going to bug you unnecessarily. But when judicial favor comes, that will be taken care of. How many have we said before we close? Number five. Genesis 41, 38. Genesis 41, verse 38, please. And Pharaoh said to his servants, Can we find such a one as this, a man in whom is the Spirit of God? 39. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, In as much as God has shown you all this, there is no one as discerning and wise as you. He's just known this boy coming from prison. And suddenly you have assessed him. In, in 10 minutes, he told you the dream. And I said, what shall we do? He said, do this one. You didn't check his background. Who under the heavens give a criminal an ex-convict? Don't they do PVG in their own time? <laughs> I mean, you see, you know, some people's PVG. I worked with people before. And I know God can change people. Look, those your PVG. Is it PVG we call them now? Those are people that are one-pagers. You, you, you don't know what God has done for you. I've seen guys, Ruben we know. Guys with 10 pages of PVG. Uh, they say, they say, ah. They just listen. <laughs> One of the words that they say, no, 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 no. Now this guy, you have to have caught this man, Joseph. He was, I had a very long PVG as well. The one that the, the brothers did against him. But because of favor, at that very moment, the king forgot all about it. Royal favor. Royal favor. And royal favor involves presidents, involves prime ministers, involves the king and the queens. 
And don't ever in your life think that you are not qualified for royal figure. Just to let the Lord to, to remind you that God remembers and has a hand in your affairs. It's an easy thing for God to just bring your record from nowhere and you receive a letter from the queen, not that it matters, but just for you to just know that God is in you. And he said, come for one of the MBEs or OBEs or whatever. Who says you are not qualified? And I'm trusting God. That's going to happen even very soon. Yeah. It's not that we need it. Just, just an endorsement from God. And I said, you know what? You are, you, are, you are right in my sight. That you got royal favor as well. And I finally said, royal, I said, five-fold favor. You want the plus one? Are you sure? Genesis 45, verse 16, and then we close on that. Genesis 45, verse 16. Now the report of it was heard in Pharaoh's house, saying, Joseph's brothers have come. So it pleased Pharaoh and his servants well. Pharaoh says to, suggest, says to your brother, do this, load your animals, and the rest of that. Pharaoh, sorry, Joseph has just enjoyed a lot of benefit and lages from this new home of his. And then suddenly, he decided to bring his whole village. Because 70 people came out. 70. You had the audacity. You applied to home office. <laughs> that, that your whole village... And immediately, even if Pharaoh sold out on these guys, on this guy, the servant would not have sold out. You know what? Immediately they didn't say a word. Go back to verse 16 for me. So it pleased Pharaoh and who? And who? How did he please them? I call that contagious favor. Contagious favor. But not only will you carry favor anywhere, anybody that comes around you, they themselves they begin. The favor was contagious that the brothers suddenly enjoyed the favor. They just enjoyed the favor. This guy has got nothing to offer. This guy has got nothing to put on the table, but like that, they just they just, they just kid into it. That's why I'm trusting the Lord. That all of us together with our corporate anointing and by the special grace of God as he's helping us to grow and know him more. That anywhere we enter into, especially if you come into this building, if you come into this house, whatever has chased you before, they will go out of the door. Because there shall be a contagious favor in this place. And that will be something that will announce Jesus in the house of the outside world. I was a brother a long time ago. I know you probably don't know that blessing. There seems to be a downturn now, but some of you that don't know the story, I share the story with you and I'll close on that story to tell you that favor can be contagious. A house you find yourself can affect your outcome. We were still in Mount Climate all at that time. Just a few tens of us we were. And this brother came into the church. And the only thing he told me very clearly put, put on the heater now. You are freezing my sisters, please. <laughs> I was joking. We're not completely, but. <laughs> and then, this brother came in after the service saw me. 
and said he has heard that people that come to this church, they get jobs. You remember? And we prayed. He got a job. I think if, eh? Is it really a job? Uh-huh. Then after that, eh, wait now. After that, he was continuing and continuing and continuing, and we didn't see him again. He's got what he came for. <laughs> Contagious favor. Because I don't want the contagious favor in this place. Is that none shall be barren? No, none shall be intellectually barren. Please, hang on. Hold on. You will not be an exception. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be whiter. Yes, whiter than snow. Anybody that knows that song here, I'll give you a present. (coughs) Come, let us resist. Reason, reason. The only person I know is not here. Come, let us reason. So I make it 100 pounds. <laughs> you are very truthful people. Somebody will have just said, you know it. I'm mumble it. Favor is coming our way in the name of Jesus. Yeah. And the favor shall be contagious in Jesus' name. Rise up on your feet with me and just cry unto the Lord. I say, Lord, send all this favor our way in the name of Jesus. Parental favor, fraternal favor, principal favor, royal favor in the name of Jesus. And make the favor contagious in the name that's above all name. Judicial favor, send our way, oh God. Thank you, rock of our salvation. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. God of all flesh, we thank you. I know you love us. And I know you have us in mind. From today, let this house be known for the favor that we enjoy here. And make us exceedingly fruitful. Let your name be forever glorified. Let your light never dim in this house. We are children of favor. And as children of favor, we shall be fruitful in the name of the Lord Jesus. And the world shall be drawn unto you. And your name shall be glorified. Thank you, eternal Father. Jesus' mighty name we pray. For more information on what you've heard, please visit our website at www.fountainoflove.org.uk. You'll also find other media presentations available to you. Stay blessed in Christ Jesus. Amen.